Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We are back live with the messy chance in the background. Inter Miami CF four to one um, against Philadelphia Union in the first ever club semifinal, and then clinching a berth to their first ever final in outstanding fashion. So much to talk about, so much to digest. The final whistle has just been blown. Ashley. From the English side of Messienko is here with me. We'll have Gian on in a little bit. Drop your thoughts in the comments. Make sure you let us know. Your voices can be heard. If you have any questions, let us know as well. This has just been a crazy, crazy competition for Inter Miami and Messienko. And I don't even know really where to get started. These guys are averaging four goals a game with Messi starting. Or just about, I guess they only scored three against Orlando. Uh, 4-0 against Atlanta. 3-1 to Orlando. 4-0 against Atlanta. 4-4 against Dallas, 4-0 against Charlotte, and now 4-1 against Philadelphia. I don't even know what to say anymore, Ashley. Can you help me gather my thoughts? Honestly, Austin, I'm right there with you. What a spectacular performance against a really difficult team that if you didn't know better, I mean, for the first 45 minutes, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, this must just be a run-of-the-mill team. I mean, the way that Inter Miami played 
on defense. Their midfield played outstanding. And then, you know, to eat a lot of my words yesterday, Joseph Martinez had a great first half, scored an absolutely fantastic goal, great finish. Um, Yeah, I mean, and Christophe played a phenomenal game after we were ready to to put him on the bench. But um, it was overall, you know, really end-to-end a fantastic performance. I think Drake Callender should probably be man of the match. I don't know if he will be. I don't know if they've announced it yet. Um, But he was... He was outstanding as well. And, and you know, Taylor Twelman said it a lot during the broadcast um, on the English broadcast that what you're seeing right now is unprecedented because it's not just this one player who's coming and just being, you know, the best, which it is. Messi is the best in the world. I would take him today over anyone else in the world. Um, but the whole entire team has leveled up their game to an extraordinary level. And when you have Busquets, you have Alba, you're seeing the effects on all 11 playing on the field at once. You're seeing people play uh, consistently, hardworking, diligently. They're using a lot of discipline. They're playing really fantastic, smart football. And it's, uh, it's a joy, and we're going to the finals. And uh, I will see what happens in this next game. Fingers crossed that, you know, South Florida can host its uh, host the cup final. Yeah, and I want to get to that because Sarah here has said in the comments, as I'm about to bring in our friend Gian, Sarah said here in the comments, going to the final, who do we want, Nashville or Monterey? Well, I do think that Monterey is the better side. However, if Monterey beat Nashville, then the game, as Ashley just mentioned, gets to be at Drive Pink Stadium. If Nashville go ahead and take this semifinal over Monterey, then the game is going to be in Nashville. Another thing that should be noted, which we have talked about earlier on, Miami have clinched a spot in the 2024 CONCACAF Champions Cup. And I'm going to add on to this, guys. And I don't know if we've mentioned this yet. It's something I just thought about. If they go ahead and win that international competition next year in 2024, they will then be a part of the 2025 Club World Cup. And where is the Club World Cup being held? the United States of America. And so it's kind of just setting up almost too perfectly. Uh, but let's get back to the game there. But yeah, to answer your question, Gian, or sorry, to answer your question, Sarah, uh, I think we want Monterey to win so we can have a final at Drive Pink Stadium. Yeah, I think, we awesome. want to, I think we want to host uh, Gian, for sure. Gian, what are your thoughts, man? I, I, I mean, ugh, I don't know. Uh... Where do we, start? we haven't really gotten into anything yet. I mean, we're, we're still kind of breaking it all down. I... I you can go with the Messi goal if you want. You could go with the Joseph goal. I mean, that first half was impeccable football. Yeah, I think it was definitely a tale of two halves, like if we've ever seen one, most definitely. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I think that Inter did a great job in the first half. I think they did a, a good job establishing the midfield. I think they got a, did a great job of exploiting Philadelphia's weaknesses. They thought that from the beginning, realized that, man, they, like these guys are leaving huge spaces for us to uh, abuse on every counterattack. And and something that we haven't seen much of, I think, is, you know, we're so used to Inter kind of building up little by little, you know, a lot of nice touches and very organized as opposed to what we saw this time was, like, I can't remember the last time we saw Christoph putting, like, those long balls, you know. like I was eating my words from yesterday. Yeah, like, that's something (laughs) that we hadn't seen yet. So it was, like, it just shows, like, this team is so dynamic. Like, Tata's so smart to, like, understand what needs to be done, and and every game is is different. So I think definitely Inter did a a great job. Christoph did a great job, and um, 
um, I, I didn't expect four goals. I'll be honest with you. But. And if you if you look <laughs> at that first goal, uh, speaking of Sergey Kristoff, if you look at that first goal and you look at the way the Philadelphia was having to defend, you saw Daniel Gazdag, you know, think about where he should be. Should he go and attack Kristoff or give him the space, or should he go ahead and you know stay on his man marking assignment, which was Sergio Busquets, and he. All he, you know, deferred to marking Busquets, Kristoff in space, and then with the ball over the top. If you look at where Lionel Messi was, there were two defenders man marking him at the same time the ball was being played over the top. That is exactly what Tata Martino wants teams to do. It's, you know, you obviously have the benefit of the quality of Sergio Busquets and Lionel Messi when they're actually on the ball, but when they're off the ball, the attention that they require is of more attention than any other player in the league, you know takes on and Miami have exploited that absolutely perfectly tonight especially here in that first half you even saw it with Robert Taylor in in the in the goal with Jordi Alba while how he crossed into the midfield um, with a couple of touches and then made a divine pass down the wing to Jordi Alba who was through on goal so many different aspects of the game working in Miami's favor and one other note that I want to point out to you guys and I kind of want to get into a discussion on whether or not this is worrisome or not only four shots on target and how many goals in Miami score four is that something that you look at and say, oh, they need to be more you know, efficient on offense? Not more efficient, but I mean, obviously, you're 100% efficiency at that point. But I'm saying, do they need a, a higher output of shots on target? Or do they have the quality enough to say, we can score team goals, we can score individual goals. As long as they go in and we defend on the back end, we're fine. Where, where do you stand there? Um, I, yeah, I, I think that in this case, it was more, I, I feel like it was more so dictated by the game simply because they were yeah. able to get ahead so mm -hmm. early. And then just like the second half was, uh, I, I don't want to get too into the second half because we'll, we'll talk about that, but it's just a, a tale of two halves where the first half was very offensive and, and making sure we get those shots in the second half was very, uh, laid back on the offensive end. So I feel like that's kind of what played into those, those four shots. We, we, we've seen, Inter take a lot more shots than that in these last few games. So that was more so, uh, I think, just how the game was going. But I, I, I'm I, not someone that thinks that that's going to continue. I think that that was very particular to this game. And and uh, next game, I can see us obviously, obviously the shots going up. Messi, Messi, I think, was averaging just himself like about four and a half, between four and a half and five shots a game. Yeah. So that this was quite unusual for us. And I don't think it's worrisome. I just, again, think it was dictated by the game itself. Messi with one total shot came from 30 yards out and hit, and what the, a bottom, shot it was. hit the bottom corner as perfectly as you ever could. Now, a lot of people saying Andre Blake is to blame for some of this. I do agree that I have seen a lot better goalkeeping performances from Andre Blake, who is arguably one of the best, if not the best keeper keepers in MLS in the last decade. Um, I, I don't think it's really harsh to say that. I think he's genuinely been up there. Drake Callender might be taking the ranks a little bit. Ashley, can you speak on Drake Callender's performance and, and what we are continuing to see from him? I wish he would have gotten a clean sheet back-to-back, -back, but nonetheless, he, he saved Miami here a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as coming from someone who played goalie growing up, my first, you know, when I played club soccer, um, he was spectacular. And I think what he's doing is, and we spoke about it actually a little bit yesterday, it's about seizing the opportunities you have and not letting your opponent seize theirs, right? right? There's games come with ebbs and flows and different runs. And, you know, Philadelphia has a lot of quality. So they were going to get their shots that they needed to get. Um, and Drake did his job. I mean, he was he was big. He made, you know, really great, quick saves, quick decisions. He was great with distribution, too, in my opinion. Um, 
And yeah, I think, you know, like we said, Messi can't do everything. He can't be all 11 players. I mentioned this a little bit earlier. I'll say it again. It's unprecedented what we're seeing right now. And, and I think professional team sports, I think Taylor Tolman gave a great example when he said, look, Le- LeBron went to uh, went to Cleveland in 2003, took them a few years before they really, you know, they made the playoffs in the finals and then they even lost in the finals. Michael Jordan, same thing, didn't make it to the playoffs at first, took a long time to get his first win. Um, while those are different sports and everything like that, this kind of um, like success is unprecedented and every single player on the pitch, starting from the striker today, which we saw with Joseph, all the way back to our goalkeeper are playing elite football. And when you have them making their, their saves and not letting uh, other teams capitalize on the mistakes that are bound to happen in every game, um, I think you're seeing something really, really dangerous and really fantastic. And I hope, you know, with all eyes on this match and all eyes on Messi, I think Drake is trying to cement himself further and further on that U.S. men's national team roster, especially as we're about to host some big tournaments. And so it's really great to see because I think he deserves it. He worked so hard. He was our best player the first half of the season. It didn't always show that on the score uh, score sheet, but he kept Miami in a lot of games. And to see him now being able to still make those saves and kind of get the recognition I think he deserves, it's really awesome to see. Yeah, and there's a couple more notes here that Taylor Twelman was making that I do want to address. And I actually am going to start with Gian on this and, and talk. About, let's talk about Joseph Martinez before I can pull up some numbers. Because the goal itself was, I'll say, outstanding. I think that's exactly what you come to expect from Joseph Martinez over the last couple of years in the league. He has not shown that he's had that finishing quality. Messi has deferred penalties to him to you know help boost his confidence. Obviously, the ball from Kristal was perfect, but there was so much for him to do on that finish and given what you saw in that first half before being subbed out th- did it solidify him as the starter going forward did you like what you saw because for me personally still want to see a little bit more but at the same time that finish is exactly what you want from a striker and for him to get, be able to get in behind like that is not necessarily something that Campana has in his locker, at least as of, you know, from what we've seen, he's a different kind of striker. Um, so where do you stand on Joseph Martinez after getting the opening goal uh, in the third minute in this one? I think we saw what we wanted to see from Joseph. I think that we've seen him struggle, uh, you know, the last few games where, like you said, Messi's been trying to get him into the game, trying to give him that opportunity to score those penalties because one of the things for the offensive player is like, you know, when you have offensive players struggle in Spanish, like we, we have this saying that like, if you just need that one goal, right. And as soon as you get that one goal, that kind of opens it up for you. Sometimes you struggle. So um, I think that a lot of times we've seen him kind of like being very hesitant to score the ball. He's had countless opportunities where the ball's coming to him outside the box or right inside. And instead of finishing, he, he dummies the ball and lets it go past. Or sometimes he, the, the play gets messed up because he, he makes that extra touch as opposed to finishing. So it was really nice to finally see him take the, the opportunity that he was given. And I, he, it seemed like he was convinced the moment he had that ball that he was just going to shoot it. He wasn't even thinking about passing, wasn't thinking about stopping and cutting in. He was that's that, that killer instinct that we've been wanting to see from him. And I noticed that this game, he was playing a little higher up than he has in the past. He wasn't going really, you know, towards the midfield to pick up the ball where we've seen him in the past, which was not good because there were a lot of times where there were centers coming into where he should be and he just wasn't in the right positioning he did a great job this time 
Um, and then just talking about like him and the difference between him and Campana. Campana is more of like an area guy, whereas Joseph is more of a guy that's going to be involved in in building up of the play. And that's something that Tata Martino, that's really like this is going to be the deciding factor for Tata, which player he's going to go with. It depends what the game needs. Uh, he's usually going to start with Joseph. And then if, if you know, as we've seen, Campana has been coming in late in the game to kind of bring some more like, um, I, I think, pressure on the defense. Uh, but I, I agree with you. Like, I, I'm not 100% convinced, but I'm happy what I'm seeing. He's taking a step forward. And we'll see what happens between him and Campana. I think right now he has the lead over Campana as far as that starting position. We'll see if Facundo Farias, what happens with that. Again, I mentioned in other pods, Tata said he's an option at the nine. Don't know if that'll happen. You can't really be taking Taylor out right now. He's playing amazing, as we can see. Continues to play amazing. So, um Right now, it's it's for me. It's Joseph first, Campana, and then we'll we'll see what happens with Facundo. Adam, first of all, thank you so much for the super chat. We really appreciate that. Adam says, "Great win by Miami. Do you see a role for Gregory and Malta when they return from injury?" And this is another part of the discussion that we need to have because I really, really enjoy what I saw from the midfield today, and especially in the first half. It changed a little bit, actually. Um, we saw a positional switch between Kromashki and Arroyo. They flipped sides, but in the last minute of the first half, they switched back, and then going into the second half, they stayed there, and it didn't go back to where it was in the beginning of the game. But what we saw, the balance in midfield between Busquets, Arroyo, and Kromashki, Kromashki not playing as you know forward as he was, especially defensively, when we saw Miami turn into a 4-4-2 alongside Busquets, was Arroyo for most of the time, and they seem to have somewhat of an order now in terms of what they think need to do and Ankit here says Arroyo has been underrated in the absence of Gregory and done a pretty good job and I think everybody can agree with that so when you discuss what their roles are going forward and, and I'm talking about Gregory and Malta I think right now I, I'm going to go back to what Gian had said a couple episodes ago if they are to come back within MLS I think that right now you use them as rotational pieces because you cannot mess with what's going on. You really cannot mess with what we saw tonight because I thought for a long time that Philadelphia was going to, you know, take this game uh, to Miami. They, they were not able to in the first half. And a lot of that had to do with the attention that boost gets through the, you know, the pressure that Arroyo was putting on a lot of uh, inter Philadelphia attackers. I love the way that Dixon Arroyo, triggers his own press outside of anybody else with Miami and can go ahead and win a ball in a double team. Like he does it on a regular consistent basis. And I saw it multiple times tonight. Kromeshki has been so good in attack can get through a defender or two and then lay off a ball to transition into offense and get, get to make plays to the final third. I think right now what they have is really good. With Diego Gomez coming off the bench, with David Ruiz coming off the bench, who ends up getting his best a goal. performance, by the way, Diego Absolutely. Yes. Yes. agreed. Absolutely agreed. So, with that kind of depth, and, and to think about Gregory and Mota returning from injury, that kind of depth will carry you to the MLS playoffs. And it might even carry you beyond that going into 2024 if they're, if they're able to retain uh, all of these guys. Now, I don't know if that's financially possible. We'll go ahead and see. But this has just been outstanding. Do you guys agree that the midfield tonight was better than what we've seen as of late that I've been yelling about the last three or four episodes on the pod? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I, I agree with you. I mean, I would, I would still say maybe like if you gave me a hundred tries or 50 tries, I'd probably choose uh, uh, Gregory over, over a Royal. But um, I think that, 
that Arroyo did a fantastic job tonight. I think it was also his best performance since Messi got here. Um, Mota, I think, like, I think that, that uh, Gregory has more, I don't want to say perceived value, but like, I can see him being used more because like Sergio has just been, he's been so phenomenal, but you know, you can't expect him to do, you know, 90 minutes worth of sprints. Like you can't, and you need, you know, you need another defensive uh, midfield hold to help with that. Um, So I definitely can see the super sub situation where, you know, in the 60th minute we start unless, you know, unless Robert Taylor and Kromoski are scoring, you know, like seven goals in the game and they're so you cannot take them out. I can see in the 60th minute, we immediately start to see, uh, we can see Mota, we see Campana, we see Gomez and we, and it's happening quickly so that, you know, in a situation like tonight, I think was a good example where I agree with you, Gian, that obviously our first half performance was much better than the second half. But I also think we did a good job in the fact that, like, while there were some testy moments, we kept replenishing our team and refocusing so that they couldn't take such advantage of the moment where it was becoming, you know, 99 to 1 lopsided. And so I think that Tata, I think it was also his most brilliant tactical performance tonight. And I think that he will be able to utilize these players. I think we may see a couple of players traded. I don't know. You know, it depends on how the finances are looking. But um, I agree with you, Austin, that it'd be very difficult to to disrupt the starting 11 right now. Um, I can see when it comes to that midfield, especially from a defensive standpoint, how you it may be a little bit more up to debate, you know? So we'll see. Yeah, yeah I, think that, I think that, that I think the midfield to kind of like – what you had talked about earlier, Austin, they were more succinct. They were they were more compact, and they played their roles much better than we've ever seen. Um, you mentioned, I, I think it was on social media, that even you noticed how it was just the, that that midfield line was just like Arroyo. They kind of switched some of the, some of their positions. You know, we were used to Busquets uh, playing more like um, controlling the center. Arroyo having to push back into the defense a lot of times. Kremaski going up and and playing. Whereas this at this time they were just more level. Right, up, like you can see a clear line of three. Uh, three people, which is why I think that we were able to control them much better in that first half, just because there was just so much help for the defense. You know, the the um, I, I, even I I didn't see even Yellen and Alba pushing up as much as they have in the prior games. So oh, yeah. I think that from the very beginning they knew how much of an attacking team Philadelphia was, and they knew that they like to press high. Even their center backs like to like to take. Um, t- uh, to be in the uh, in the attacking end, so the, I mean they push hard with numbers, and we were ready from a defensive standpoint, from a midfield standpoint, to make sure that we were there to close all the gaps, to close all the passing lanes, and that was just beautiful to watch in the in the in the first half. And um, just with uh, with Gregory and Mota, uh, what we keep saying is it seems to be the same thing. All of us think it's like you don't mess with it right now; it's it's working perfectly. And then what you said, Ashley, I can definitely like that's a, a great thing to have where you're able to bring in fresh legs without losing, the, you know, the performance within the team. That's just like a, a beautiful thing to have because a lot of times you're sacrificing performance. But we've, you know, we've got guys in, in Gregory Mota now with um, Diego Gomez that can come in and it's like you're not losing a thing at all so that's just a great uh thing to have for miami for sure yeah i'd also i'd also quickly say that what's great is that now outside of you know that spectacular spectacular goal 
this is now two matches in a row where Messi has not had to do where it seemed like everything, right? Like, yeah. you know, Atlanta, obviously everyone played really well, but I would say these last, which is shows just how dangerous Miami can be, right? Like Messi, clearly I would think that in all of these uh, training sessions, all of the talking, he has been a great leader in terms of telling people where to be in their position, making sure everyone's doing the right thing, feeling comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what that comment says with Noah Allen, but also just in general, the quality he's bringing from a leadership standpoint, you're seeing it throughout the whole 90 minutes. And when you're in a world where you're beating these top, top, uh, talented teams against us and Messi is not the one who has to score all four goals or even assist all four goals then you're starting to get really dangerous and you're starting to you know see greatness yeah absolutely now we're going to get into a little bit more of the second half here and what we saw and uh right that's after right after a quick ad break from one of our amazing podcast sponsors if you are ready to transform your backyard into a haven of relaxation and luxury look no further than our amazing podcast sponsor laqua azura pool services with over 20 years of industry experience laqua azura is a name you can trust when it comes to services equipment repairs and restoration for all things pools if you're looking in the South Florida area, for your pool to be serviced on a month-to-month basis, Laqua Azuda boasts an impressive five-star rating on Google reviews, and it's a testament to their dedication to the customer satisfaction and top-notch service. Also, if you mention Messi & Co., you will get your first month of pool service absolutely free. So don't wait. For pool service, patio renovation, or more, call them now at 954-793-7206 and get a free quote for any project. Thanks, Laqua Azuda. Yes, thank you, Lacqua Azura, for sponsoring our podcast at Messi and Co on Twitter. If you guys have not heard it and you're just tuning in for the first time post game, make sure you go check it out on Twitter. And if you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe and get all the notifications for our live shows post game and for when we actually post our podcast, English and in Spanish, every single week. You can get it on YouTube if you want to watch, or you can listen to it on Apple, Google. Uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. If you want all the links, head to Twitter at Messi and Co. You will find everything there. We're always promoting it and always pushing it and content is coming out to you in English and Spanish on a weekly, almost daily basis. So if that's something you're interested in, please go ahead and support us and give us a follow. It'd be great. We love talking about Inter Miami Messi, especially when they're doing things like this, scoring four goals on repeat, pretty much, which is insane. And now under this, I'm going to put what Miami have really changed here. This is a tale of two teams from what we've seen in MLS versus Leagues Cup. Miami and MLS have played 22 matches and they only scored 22 goals. They're at the bottom of the table. And now Miami with Messi in Leagues Cup are only one goal shy of that 22 goal margin in just six matches played. The offense is clicking at a level that Miami have never had in their history. And as Ashley mentioned, it's not all in part due to Messi's direct goal contributions. Miami scored three without Messi involved. And last game against Charlotte, Miami did the same exact thing. Three goals were scored without Messi involved. Granted, he did score an absolute beautiful goal from 30 mm-hmm. yards out, which we can talk about as well, which probably set the precedent a little bit more than the Joseph Martinez goal because they doubled the league early. And, you know, it, it probably just put Philadelphia in a, in a scenario where they were like, what the heck are we supposed to do? And it sets the tone a little bit, but then Miami go ahead and score two more. And it, again, it was without direct goal contributions from Lionel Messi. He elevates this team to a level 
that you would not think that they, they could get to. Obviously, Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba help. But, of course, the guys like Robert Taylor, the guys like Benjamin Kromeski, the guys even like Joseph Martinez, who needs a little bit of a resurgence, is now able to get there. And I know Taylor Twelman made that direct quote about, you know, LeBron James and Michael Jordan, but those guys were young at that at that time. They hadn't necessarily cemented themselves as the greatest players of all time, as Lionel Messi now is. Messi is still doing it at a finer age than those guys were. He's doing it at a point that you would call the latter part of his career. And he's making this team look like absolute world beaters against competition, Philadelphia, who was supposed to look even more than competent. They were supposed to test into Miami. We had even thought that, you know, if you listen to our podcast, we had thought that they would go out and really challenge Miami. This could be a tightly contested game. And the only thing that this game was tightly contested in was physicality and foul numbers. Because I think my, I think after the game, they committed like between anywhere between 15 and 18 fouls, Philadelphia. That's almost a, a foul every five minutes. That's <laughs> where they tried to set the tone. And it still didn't work. Miami's offense is on another level right now. You can see it below with the numbers. How much of this is is going to continue? Because it's at first it didn't seem sustainable. Messi goes and scores a free kick against Cruz Azul. Then they score four against Atlanta. Then the game against Orlando, they score three, but it was a little more physical. Then they score four against Dallas, and they're scoring four again uh, twice in a row. Going into the U.S. Open Cup semifinal, uh, on August 23rd, going into the final, whether it's at Dry Pink or Nashville, that game is probably about to kick off. Um, we'll we'll see what happens there. Going into the final on Saturday, though, U.S. Open Cup semifinal on the 23rd, and then back to MLS in anywhere between the 26th and the 30th, games and games and games and games and games. Is this sustainable? Is Messi and co, not us, the actual team, that good? I mean, what are you supposed to do? Like, as an <laughs> opponent, I mean, this, what do you you try to shut down Messi? Like, you can't do that. And if you try to, you just leave it everybody else open. Right. Um, I mean, that's kind of been one of the biggest things that Messi has brought to the team is not only the goals that he's scoring, but just the fact that just lanes literally open up for everybody around him. Like, we've seen him. Just wherever he goes, I see two, three defenders looking at him, and they 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 forget about everybody else. So um, that I don't I don't think that stops. I think that another thing that's kind of like the intangible is just the confidence that he brings to everybody. Look, I'm seeing I'm seeing players make passes that I've never seen them make the entire season. I'm seeing like combo plays. Like I, I sometimes I feel like I'm watching like Barca play from Spain, like the, the, just the little touches and the give and goes and, and the way that they like on the, the different ways that they associate with each other on the wings where you have our, our fullbacks associating with our, with our wings where they overlap each other. And it's just like insane. And I forgot what game it was uh, where, where Messi got subbed out. I, I can't remember right now, Atlanta. But Atlanta, he got subbed out and like for Robbie Robinson, by the way, yeah, I think yeah. it might've been the, Biggest downgrade in substitutions in sports history. <laughs> yeah, but what was Stop, crazy I love was Robbie like... Robinson. Don't say that. <laughs> but that, that happened. Was legendary. Yeah, no, but that happened, and then like it's like everybody forgot how to play. It was weird. Like it, it was. It wasn't like okay, maybe you're not going to score or whatever. But like their their passes were they were messing up on their passes, like easy passes. They they were losing the ball. 
which to me was like, okay, these people didn't lose their skill from one moment to the next. They just, it's, it's just that confidence. They, when you see that number 10 on your field, messy, like it gives you confidence as a player. So I think that these are things that we're going to keep building on. And I don't think you, there's any changing that for, for Miami. Like, look, today we made, like, I thought it was going to be a tight game. I made a prediction of like 2-1 maybe, but man, like if you're not like, you we fear this team a little bit knowing that they're you know they were one of the top teams in the mls they score a lot of goals they're very uh, they they attack like crazy and yet somehow we pull off a 4-1 win like at this point i feel like this is this is who we are like it's not this isn't just for the moment i think we're building on something special here and i think that is going to translate into the future for sure yeah. I'd also say that the training, you know, we don't see it. We don't see all the training. We don't see the yeah. training every single day, the one touch passing and everything that you're starting to see be fulfilled on the pitch. I mean, you know, the, what him Busquets and Alba bring to every single training session, every conversation that they have, every strategy, every film session, all of it is so invaluable that I think you're starting to see it on the pitch where you're you're starting to see people fill these spaces and getting these beautiful one-touch passes or passes into space. And you your confidence increases because you know someone's gonna be on the end of it. You know, I'd say before with Inter Miami, with our suffering roster when he had a lot of injuries things like that it's just the spacing is worlds different because just like jorge just said in, yeah. in the comment is that when Messi he attracts the space busquets attracts that space and then you're having these other players be able to find those open pockets because i bet you Messi is instilling confidence every single day and saying if i'm not there you will get the pass and you mm -hmm. can finish and make the difference and and wow are we seeing it with every single moment i mean that that goal alba's goal was fantastic too i mean that's that's vintage barca for sure yeah, and I, I think, you know, it, that first goal that Joseph scored is, you know, the, the the golden example of everything that you guys just described. And we talked about it just in the beginning of the show. The attention from Gazdog onto Sergio Busquets, the attention from two other Philadelphia defenders onto Messi, giving Kristoff the time and space to play a 40, 50-yard pass over the top to an ongoing Joseph Martinez in between, not even in between, just past a central defender, it was so easy for them to go ahead and make that play. And, you know, it changed a little bit for Philadelphia after that. It was a, it was an immediate tactical change, especially after the messy goal, things changed a little bit, but even then there was still so much attention on Busquets from guys like Gazdag and McGlynn in the midfield when he got subbed on, because there needs to be, you cannot go ahead and give these guys a time and space. But now with the elevation of play and quality from the other into Miami players, it makes Miami that much more lethal, more lethal than we've ever seen because they actually have time to go ahead and play, you know, play passes, the one touches, the over the top through balls, the just the connections and the triangles and the way they shift the ball from the back to front so simply and easily is it's insane. It's insane what we're seeing. It's not something we've ever seen within to Miami before. Now, another thing uh, with Lionel Messi is, in my opinion, I know that. I think that Messi should have more assists. And I put this on the other attackers. There was a play in this one. I don't know if you guys will remember it, but there was a play in this one where Messi had taken the ball from about 40 yards out to the top of the area of the 18. And he had both Joseph Martinez and Benjamin Kromeshki making almost the same exact run. Joseph let it go into Kromeshki. It got a little bit too deep. And then Joseph drifted towards the back post. Kromeshki then just sailed the ball over the top. If you're running alongside Lionel Messi, 
you need to expect everything. You can expect to pass at any moment into any type of space as long as you get there with those two guys being a little bit crowded. And it's going to come with time. Again, this team is brand new. They've had six games in League's Cup. They've had, you know, obviously it's probably been about a month or less than a month. I think Messi debuted on July 21st. So it's been less than a month since he's been playing competitively with Inter Miami. And there are guys that will have to get acclimated to the way he plays and where he's going to put you because he will find you if, if, if you're there. We've seen the goal scoring from Lionel Messi, and now it's come down to the playmaking. That will improve. And if that improves, guys like Joseph Martinez, guys like Campana will be able to excel in all different facets of the game. We've already seen it with Robert Taylor a little bit. They had a connection really early on, but now Robert Taylor is assisting himself. So <laughs> there are so many different aspects to, to Lionel Messi's game that he brings to Inter Miami, and it's exactly why they are so successful. Jim Curtin could not figure it out. There was nothing in Jim Curtin's game plan from minute one to minute 90 that went ahead and said that they were going to stop Lionel Messi and Inter Miami. It just wasn't going to happen. Now in the second half, I think Philadelphia did really well to create chances and get in front of goal, but it was still a little bit sloppy and they weren't able to hit the target as many times as they probably would have liked. I think Drake calendar was only forced into three saves tonight. And if you look at the shots on uh, shots in general for Philadelphia, it probably the conversion rate probably should have been a lot higher from shots to shots on target. So I think there you, you, when you get teams in a hole, this team has been into Miami and Messi have been scoring extremely early game after game. And you get teams in a goal in a, you know, goal drought and you, you rattle them from minute one. It makes it a lot harder for them to get back onto the front foot. And that's another reason why Messi has been so successful with into Miami. And it's exactly what they're going to have to do in a final. Whether it's against Monterey uh, at Dry Fink Stadium, which will be easier to set the tone, or whether it's in Nashville against a, a team that has the MVP of MLS and possibly two-time MVP of MLS after this season with Hani Mukhtar. Um, we'll, we'll see what, what happens there. That game probably just kicked off. I'll have to look it up in just a second. But, man, it, it's been unbelievable what we've seen. And if, if there's anything else you guys want to go ahead and touch on from what you saw tonight, just – mention it and go and we'll we'll continue this amazing conversation 4-1 into Miami against Philadelphia Union on to the League's Cup final. I, I think that like just to your point what you said about you know Messi and the assists and I think it, I agree with you it's going to take time for them to get to know Messi. I think that we've kind of like forgotten just because of everything that we've seen we've forgotten like this is all new like you watch this team and if you don't know the history you would think that they've been playing together for years, but there's still things here and there that need to need to gel. Um, and and I think that with time, that's definitely going to happen. And I also feel like there's sometimes some players like like Kremaski or Joseph or Taylor, like they don't realize that they have to like sometimes just finish whatever pass Messi pushed them, and they try to make that extra pass. Sometimes they're just looking back at Messi. So, like, they kind of need to understand, like, okay, there's sometimes I need to put that ball right back to Messi so he can finish. And sometimes, no, like, this is your job. You finish that. So, those are things, again, just come with time. But I've noticed, like, that extra pass, like, no, I'm giving it back to him as, yeah. if, as if Messi's expecting it all the time, which uh, they'll, I thought that was kind of funny sometimes. But, yeah. It'll yeah. it'll take some time. I mean, it, it, it granted, it's so special crazy how spoiled we are guys because Miami again have scored 21 goals in six games and we're we're picking apart little things about how they can be better on offense and whatnot 
it's but that's what greatness the, does that's what greatness course. does you know also it brings it out like messi and co were saying the and co it's becoming stronger and stronger and we're also forgetting benjamin kramaski is 18 years old you know yeah he, i think he, he he knew he screwed up that pass back with the mm-hmm. when it was him messi and joseph and you could see how upset it made him and it helps you remember sometimes he's human i mean Lionel messi is double his age double his mm-hmm. age he was born and messi was 18. Like, that's kind of crazy to think about, you know what I mean? And so I think we're seeing the pursuit of greatness from from Messi trickling down to every single person on the pitch, trickling down to the organization, to the supporters. You know, part of why I think if if the game ends up being in Nashville, so be it. Um, I think we have the quality and we've been playing amazing and we can win there. But there's something really to be said about hosting a final in South Florida and and starting to see instantaneously what greatness can do to the community and to the organization. So it'll be really interesting to see how the rest of the night shakes out. And then that final on Saturday, will will Inter Miami finally get its silverware? Which would be insane. Jose here says that his concern so far is the center backs. And I think that we all agree that that has been the weaker point. If you want, Jose, we had a a really good discussion uh, between us three on the podcast earlier this week about the partnership between Kristoff and Kamal Miller and the insertion of Tomas Aviles, who did not travel to the, tonight to Philadelphia, but Miami have just acquired the uh, international roster spot for him so they can go ahead and have him registered and he can start playing competitive matches. It probably won't be the final, but it will be going into the U.S. Open Cup and to MLS. Um, and they do make there are some mistakes to be made, and I don't know anything. I, I'm not going to speak on Sergio Ramos. Um, I have no information there, but I do think that it would be very difficult financially to, to make that happen. And I think Miami actually will have a lot of financial decisions to make going into 2024, but we'll get there when we get there because right now they have one of the deepest rosters that MLS has, has ever seen, even Liga MX as well. So I do think that the center backs are a, a good discussion to have, and we can get there with both of those guys. Um, with Thomas Aviles and, and his debut eminent uh, after the final, where do you see the standing of Tata Martino's side, whether it's tactics or player personnel changes? How do you view that, especially given what we saw tonight? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No idea. <laughs> and I know we're fair supposed, answer. That's a fair answer. Giving our, you know, commentary and, and maybe Gianna has a little bit more, but I would say that back line was great tonight. Um, a couple individual mistakes here and there, like Jose right. very correctly said, but everyone was covering everyone. I think it was DeAndre's best game defensively yeah. um, of the tournament. And I think that, yeah, they're all a big part about, I think, defensive lines and center backs and we talked about this last last chat was um it's all about getting to know each other and having that relationship right and being able to cover one another's backs i mean look we've seen with psg over the last few years sometimes just trying to have 11 of the most expensive players on the pitch or you know the ones with the biggest names it's almost like the expression of like pressing all the buttons when you're playing a video game you know it sometimes doesn't always work out. That's not me to say that. I don't think that Sergio Ramos would be an improvement because I do. But like we were saying earlier, I mean, the starting 11 and just the construction of the team, being able to throughout the whole 90 plus minutes, being able to have great players come in for almost any position and keep the game balanced, keep all three phases of the game, all three lines of the game balance and be able to have Messi keep his energy for the full 90 minutes without having to expend it all at once. You're seeing really great tactics and construction. And that's why I said, I have no idea what Tata Martino is going to do because at this point, who are you switching for who at what cost? Is it worth the gelling? Is it worth, you know, we still have, we have over two years left of Messi's contract. There's a lot of money obviously to be played with. I think it's it's right now really anyone's guess. Yeah, I think that defensive line was. Don't, wait, don't tell me somebody scored. Is that what you're gonna it's say? Hani Mukhtar just scored an absolute banger, an oh. absolute banger for Nashville, up one nil in the twelfth minute. Oh my! Oh, no. That was well. That's not that good is, for us. We don't want that. That's not good for us. Don't look so happy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that was a beautiful goal. That was a beautiful goal. I can't even, man. If you guys have a second, I'm looking at my phone. I just, it just happened, so it might take some time for it to get uploaded. But I, there aren't many better goals to be scored. I mean, where was it from? The the corner of the 18. He curled it all the way across to the side netting. The keeper had no chance. Uh, I'm in shock. So with that said. If Nashville retained the lead for the next 80 minutes and beat Monterey in the semifinal, Miami will be headed to Nashville to play the final there rather than having the chance to host it against Monterey if Monterey were to pull off the win. Um, 
you know, don't. And they did just do it to LAFC, so. And they did do it to LAFC. Actually, went up two nil, and Monterey came back to beat them. This is just one. Hani Mukhtar has been one of the best players in the tournament. Uh, I think he's got like three goals now and four assists. He's been outstanding. So Nashville again will pose another threat for Inter Miami and and Monterey would as well. I think that this is a a really good semifinal going on that Miami are going to be watching very very closely. Literally no idea who's going to go ahead and and come out of this one. But what an absolute they world! They both tire each other out, right? Oh, that, that would be great. <laughs> I want to make another note too. Is that don't get so discouraged if Nashville do win this one because Miami still have a chance to host a final. Do not forget that if Miami beat Cincinnati on August 23rd, the U S open cup final could be hosted if Houston beat rail salt Lake at home. So it's a little bit of an opposite semifinal thing going on because if Houston Houston are, are the home team playing in the semifinal. Nashville are the home team in the playing semifinal. And if Houston win, they don't have the priority over Miami as Nashville do. So a lot of different permutations that you can look at, but Miami's still with a chance to host actually two finals in the next month, uh, which is absolutely insane. And MLS will kick off so many games going on. It's just been it's just been insane. I just um, wanted to mention one thing that that we were talking about that defensive line really quickly because yeah, something yeah. that was that was interesting to me is we were trying to figure out like who would Thomas Aviles come in for right like if it, if he was going to take the place of one of the center backs would it be Kamal Miller would it be Kritzov like who would that be and I had initially thought you know one of the things that has kind of plagued us also in the in the cornerback position is the fact that. Our, again, our fullbacks go really high up and we'd get caught in a lot of counters and our cornerbacks and more so Kristoff wasn't fast enough to really keep up with those counters. And that was hurting us tremendously. So I was thinking Aviles could come in for Kristoff and take his place. But he was pretty solid today and he was putting some really nice passes today. So that's something like so. I mean, I don't know if that necessarily changes something. But we saw we saw a really solid uh, defensive uh, line, and I th- I'm hoping that whoever we end up playing, you know, whether it's Nashville or Monterrey, because at least from Monterrey and what we saw, they had 20 shots. Yeah. Again, against um, was it that they played? Um, it was LAFC. 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 They had 20 shots, so they're going to be a team that's going to be man, like pounding on the offensive end. So. Uh, the defense is definitely something uh, that we're going to have to look into. But because I mean, this right now, I believe he wasn't even called up, we said, right? So uh, he's yeah. not on the roster. He's right not now. on the League's Cup roster. Yeah. No, I don't believe Which so. I thought for a second Facundo Farias was going to come in. They were talking about him uh, warming he up. Have. So, in my opinion, I think Facundo Farias should have made his debut tonight in preparation for the final. Because I don't think it's smart to debut any player in, in a final unless your name yeah. is Lionel Messi. If he could have gotten some minutes tonight under his belt, it just increases your depth going in. Not that depth has been any kind of an issue, but you don't know what's going to happen. Um, so I think that Facundo Farias not playing tonight was a little bit of a shocker to me. I was waiting mm-hmm. for him to come on. We saw the substitutions late with uh, Chris McVay and Noah Allen. Thought Farias would be a part of it, but he wasn't. And I want to give another quick update. The goal was just ruled offside. Um, I don't know how. I, I'm I'm struggling to understand it, but it's good for Inter Miami because the game is still nil nil. Monterey just need to win, and the game can be held on Saturday in Drive Pink Stadium. So nil nil still in Nashville. 
still do yourself a favor and go find that goal because my word, what I a keep refreshing MLS Twitter and not getting it. That's probably why. Because they probably won't check. post it. Yeah, they probably won't post yeah. it now because of the offside. Mm-hmm. Somebody will have it at some point. But bummer for Nashville. Thumbs up for Inter Miami. Game yeah. still nil nil in Nashville. Again, if you're just now tuning in, this uh, the other League Cup semifinal is going on. Monterey versus Nashville. If Nashville win, Nashville will host the League Cup final in Nashville. And if Monterey win. Miami will be waiting for them in drive pink stadium on Saturday. So yeah. August 19th, I don't know anything about tickets just yet uh, because obviously we don't know anything about where it's going to be held, but if you're a season ticket holder, or if you are a deposit holder, stay tuned to your emails. If Monterey, Monterey finished this off tonight, because I'm sure it's going to be absolutely insane. We've talked about the atmospheres at drive pink stadium and how crazy they've been hosting a final as something has never been done before. And they're going to, probably just elevated to a level that we can't even fathom at the moment um so eyes tuned on that game i'll be hey did we mention did we mention that we secured a spot to the Concacaf champions yes and no so yes miami have secured a spot to the Concacaf champions that's awesome which is awesome it's amazing it's the first time they've actually done it in their history and we talked about it a little bit on the pod uh yesterday about how you know for four years, we thought that this should be a, a, a goal of the club to like take U.S. Open Cup seriously, qualify through there because they never came close to qualifying through winning MLS, winning Supporters Shield, or winning the opposite conference rank. It's never even been close. And now, just by securing a final spot in six matches, Lionel Messi has qualified into Miami for CONCACAF Champions Cup. And Gian, I don't know if you heard as well, but if Miami go ahead and win CONCACAF Champions Cup in 2024, the Club World Cup is what they will qualify for in yes. 2025. And that's being held in America. So, again... And the world is watching. You know, the- we're seeing it. Everyone keeps... I'm seeing all these great tweets every single game about how, compared to other leagues, like, the fact that MLS is putting out this continuous content, it's fantastic. And the world is able to watch in real time um, the growth of the club, Messi's, you know, his fantastic goals, his fantastic play. You're seeing all these other players getting their recognition, getting their uh, name thrown in the spotlight. And it's like it's becoming a win, win, win for everyone. Absolutely. I'm going to address Mo here. Um, the CONCACAF Champions Cup is pretty much the North American equivalent to the UEFA Champions League. If, if you know, if you know about European football, the top teams from each individual league in UEFA, which is Europe qualify for the champions league in any sort of matter CONCACAF champions cup is the same way just a different confederation in a different continent and there were there are certain ways for mls teams to qualify it was either to win mls cup to win the supporter shield which is the supporter shield is being the best regular season team and if you don't win either of those if you are the team in the opposite conference of the supporter shield champions and the top of there that is also an entry and if you win us open cup which is similar to let's say the FA Cup in England, you also get a shot into the CONCACAF Champions Cup. I think now if you win FA Cup in England, you actually get a spot in the Europa League, if I'm not mistaken. So, so yeah. something similar to that. Um, and it's it's a continental competition between North American teams. That can be from USA, Mexico, and all the Central American teams as well uh, from, from those uh, countries. It doesn't just stop at USA and Mexico. We saw a, a Haitian team uh, shock uh, an MLS team earlier on this year, Philadelphia bowed out of the tournament. So it's a huge competition that, that we want Miami to be a part of. It's something that 
everybody who's covered Inter Miami and been a fan of Inter Miami, we've wanted them to be a part of just because it puts them on a global stage. Now, Messi lacing up puts them on a global stage, but we've seen the attention that they've been getting with Leagues Cup, which has now been a continental competition between the Mexican and the American teams. But the CONCACAF Champions Cup puts it on another level. And if you win that, you win the Club World Cup, where you can actually go ahead and play against the likes of CONCACAF Champions League winners. I I believe Mm -hmm. last year Seattle had a chance to play against Real Madrid at some point. It's just been... It's been insane what what we have going on here in America with Lionel Messi. Think of the He's possibilities what we of what we can win right now. Like the things yeah. that we have on our plate is just insane. You're talking about the Leagues Cup, the U.S. O- Open Cup, the, uh, the MLS actual the actual league is still in mathematically in play. Then you're talking about the the Conca Champions. Guys, the Messi World can Cup. win a treble like, this year. Yeah, Messi can win can. a treble this year. The, the, the North American treble. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just waiting for an invite to Libertadores. That would make my heart complete, seeing Inter-Miami and the Libertadores, Messi playing in La Bombonera in Argentina. Like, these are things that were, like, never realistic, and now, like, things are lining up for us. And the more success we see, the bigger, like, these things seem to be more realistic. It's just a a great time. You're starting to, like, the parody of the leagues around the world. I mean, you know, obviously... There's been a lot of, I would say, like, you know, maybe downside or skepticism or whatever with the Saudi league that I personally agree with. Obviously, I think it's not, you know, for the best. But what it is doing is that it's making Europe not the only place where top talent can play. And I think when you do that and you start to be able to have these great continental tournaments and the best teams making it, like we said, the Club World Cup, but you're starting to see amazing players throughout the globe and having soccer continue to grow and increase in all of these different places where you're not just saying, Oh, whoever wins the UEFA league, like, you know, Real Madrid, like they're going to win everything. It's not even going to be close. Now you're starting to see the fact that, Oh, wow. Everyone's bringing something to the table and it just parody makes it so much more fun as a consumer. And I imagine as a player too. Yeah. It's been an instant impact from Lionel Messi. And if you haven't already heard Miami have qualified for that CONCACAF champions cup, just by making the final, you don't have to worry about coming by the way. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. Oh God. (laughs) And I cannot believe it was disallowed. I think that that is a a ridiculous decision because the goalkeeper was already making his attempt to save the ball. It was not touched by the attacker that was in an offside position and he wasn't blocking the view of the goal. So I don't understand how he disrupted the play, but we move and oh my god, Nashville almost just scored as I was saying that. I thought they were about to say it and it was going to be perfect awesome, timing. You're seeming those... very excited <sighs> about this. Like I, I think we need I to just, launch an investigation. I, I, I'm this not Miami at all. But the goal really just put me in a position that was like, holy moly, that was spectacular. And now that that should have been a goal. Nashville should have another one. Monterey is still in it. Monterey is still in it. We could be sitting at Drifting Stadium on Saturday still to this point. Uh, keep in tune for if, if uh, you know, Monterey can actually pull this off. It would be outstanding for Miami. If so, a conversation that also may be had, it might be too quick notice, but Jorge Mas has been very vocal in previous conversations that I've personally had with him and with other media members that for a U.S. Open Cup final, if they were to host, they would possibly move that to a a venue like hard rock stadium i don't know how much time there is for them to go ahead and secure that because we're not going to know if miami are hosting until probably 11 30 12 midnight tonight if they're going to be hosting a final but if that's the case that's another conversation to be had 
Can yeah, but is it Dolphins preseason? Oh, is there a game Saturday? I wonder if there. Yeah, so that's so. Then there's a barrier, and I guess yeah, that that won't be. Montreal almost just scored. This game, guys, tune into this game. It's been <laughs> it's been really really good end to end stuff, and we're waiting for for Miami's opponent. Uh, yeah, this would be great, not just for Inter, but for the CONCACAF to have the Mexican uh, MLS oh, yeah. uh, final. That Absolutely. I mean, that's exciting. And it's not something that normally happens in CONCACAF Champions Cup either. It's mostly been Mexican teams absolutely dominating um, that competition. We've had one CONCACAF Champions Cup winner in MLS in a very, like over 20 years, I believe. And that was Seattle uh, the year prior. Um, I I think that it would be insane for, this is exactly what League Cup and, and the owners would have wanted to have a Mexican team face off against an MLS team and to do it against Lionel Messi. And in a very heavily Latin American market. Absolutely. It, to do it in South Florida would be would be outstanding. Yeah, and there have been a lot of complaints from the from the Mexican teams about the 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 champion. Excuse me, the um, League's Cup itself and the way it's it's been run and everything. But I think that if they end up with a Mexican team in the final, that's definitely going to kind of change some uh, mindsets and opinions on this. So it's definitely good for for the uh, the the League's Cup moving forward for sure. For yeah, sure. and We're to gonna... be fair, I wish I do wish. I... I want it to be an Inter-Miami home game because I want it to be a drive pink. I think it'll be awesome. But if there was ever another stadium to have it at, it's the Monterey Stadium. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That is the sickest thing, I think, that, like, exists in world football, honestly. It's, um, man, it's going to be insane what happens. I I think that nobody from Inter-Miami side is going to sleep tonight. Uh, They're going to see what happens in the semifinal. I think they'll all be tuned in, whether they're on the way to the airport, leaving and coming back um to miami from chester pennsylvania or or what but this game uh this was the highest pressure game in inter miami history that bar none there has been nothing like it they've never played in the semifinal before and with the win not only did they qualify for the concaf champions cup but it's the now they have the first ever chance they're 90 minutes away from having real silverware for the first time in history that is the epitome of the Lionel Messi effect. It's only taken six games for them to put themselves in that position. Now, Lionel Messi did come in a really good position because not only was it a brand new competition that he got to start in, I believe that Monterey just hit the crossbar there. Um, Not only did Lionel Messi come in to start a brand new competition, but he's also come in for the U.S. Open Cup semifinals as well. When it comes to MLS, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about that on Messi and Co. Make sure you stay tuned here on the YouTube channel and on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcasts because they've got to win about nine games in 12 to, to qualify for the playoffs. That's like to, to be the average last place team to make the playoffs. You've got to, you've got to, they need 27 more points just about. And it's going to be. I'm not even going to say hard to do. I, I was saying that seemed way more far fetched before this. It cup, did. And I'm now I'm say. like, how are they not winning 12 <laughs> out of 12? I, I mean, I think it's, it's on the cards. Um, let's take one more quick word from one of our sponsors here on the podcast. Again, you can check us out on Twitter at Messi and co. Uh, you can find the podcast and subscribe to it. Make sure you rate and review it as well. It does a, a huge, huge favor on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google, if you're watching the post-game show, not live, but later on, we'll have it in the description. All the links will be there. Um, but let's get one more quick word from our sponsor, and we will be right back. Are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? 
Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality. All right, we have a quick note here. Dolphins play in Houston this Saturday. So if Moss can get it done with Steven Ross to go ahead and uh, make something happen for Hard Rock, I, I don't know how quick they can make that happen, whether because they only have like 72 to 96 hours uh, really to secure it, but it would be insane. We have a Messi fan here from Bangladesh. Super califragilistic says amazing game. Messi is not from this planet. I believe that we all agree that Great. this has just been yep. <laughs> absolutely insane. He will win the trouble. It's uh, well, I don't know if it's a plan for that. He's doing outstanding things. Um, it's just, I mean, man, what a, what a time we're, we're yeah. having right now. I just want to, I just want to touch on, on that comment that it, it it's a, it's a business. Cause I think that he's alluding to, this is all scripted and the MLS might be or CONCACAF might be pushing for this. And I just want to say, because I, I, I've i seen this touched on on other uh, outlets as well. Like Messi doesn't need help. I just want to let you know that. Like Messi needs no help from anybody. So I know that. Even if that it, Dallas it, game was yeah, scripted, then that. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I understand that it's and I will agree it's in the best interest, obviously, of the MLS for Messi to be doing all this. So I'll, I'll agree with that. But I'll just disagree in that there's nobody pushing or doing anything, putting their hand to, to manipulate anything. Messi needs no help from anybody. And we're just witnessing Messi magic on his own. So, um, yeah, just, just. I'm not I'm sure to see where it keeps going. Yeah, I'm not sure how to script a goal from 30, 32 yards out into the bottom corner. I don't know how you you do that. I don't know how to script a free kick goal to, you know, make it three two three three against uh, FC Dallas. I don't know how to script a goal, a free kick goal that goes in the top corner against Cruz Azul. I, that is quality and quality at its finest. You aren't able to put that down on paper and make it happen. Um, also from Argentina, of course. Yeah. I, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Live post game into Miami for Philadelphia Union one Miami making their first ever cup final or final just in general uh, in in their history bar the Breezeway Airlines Char- Carolina Challenge Cup that happened in preseason a couple of years ago with Breezeway that's what it was I couldn't think of the Breezeway Carol Breezeway Airlines Carolina Challenge Cup I'll never forget I have a shirt actually with the winning the team Carolina holding the part, trophy. Yeah. Uh, on it which is you know of course you just have to have those little fun things and gimmicks like that man what a game really quick really quick before i forget i i heard and i don't know i i think i heard it correctly it was an off comment taylor twelman said that this week he was hosting phil neville on his podcast oh so i just i think that will be interesting to hear from his point of view um how everything kind of shook out in the end if he got maybe the full fair shot with a full roster um and you know what he thinks about the team now i think it will be very interesting to hear his perspective on it i do agree with that but i um you know all respect to phil neville he treated everybody he is no tata martino and at the same time there were changes needed um we we saw the 
mediocrity from Inter Miami. Uh, they struggled to make the playoffs. It took them a number 10, like Alejandro Pozuelo, to get them there um, and go ahead and make that run. And now, obviously, with Messi coming in and the six players that they've added this summer, you weren't going to go ahead and change the entire culture of Inter Miami without doing it from the top down. So I think that it was a necessity. Um, and I, I wouldn't necessarily claim any unfairness on Phil Neville. I think that it was deserved just given the fact that he had the chances to go from year to year and make the changes and make the adjustments. Now nobody can prepare for the adjustment of Lionel Messi, but Chris Henderson and the ownership had Phil Neville's backing they traded for Kamal Miller. They got the allocation money they needed to stay under the, the sanctions and, and whatnot. Um, they got players like Higuain uh, early on, and, and they brought in Pozuelo to, to get them to the playoffs. So there was a lot of things that they did to backfill Neville, and he just wasn't able to do it. And he's put them in a position now where their last place, the worst team in MLS. It's a completely different team. Now, if you want to speak of unfairness to coaches – the only thing that Inter Miami have ever done, in my opinion, was do Diego Alonso wrongly because Diego Alonso got into the playoffs in year one. And, you know, right after that season, fired him almost immediately. And they kind of failed their coaching search in 2019 going into 2020. And Diego Alonso was kind of just like a, a back option. And he didn't come in with players that he chose. They were already there. Players were signing. They had... Inter Miami had two DPs before they had a head coach. So mm -hmm. if you want to talk about unfairness to coaches, Phil Neville is not it. Now, everybody is pleased with Tata Martino and Lionel Messi. Absolutely everybody. And I, I do believe that um, they have made the the right choices. You guys agree with that? I agree. I, I hope so, yeah. I mean, they basically built the team around him you know, the, with uh, bringing obviously Busquets and Alba, his his old coach, now bringing players that I'm I'm sure Messi had a hand in picking Gomez and Farias and Aviles. Like, there's yeah. no doubt. So they're building this team around him. And uh, I mean, when you have Messi, you basically game plan around him as well and make sure that everything fits his his play style. So, uh, I mean, right now everything is, is is set for for Messi to excel, and this coach uh, Tata Martino comes. I, I think came to a dream job that any coach would have wanted. Like, yeah, I, you, I don't think you can walk into a better situation. I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Tata Martino actually coached one game that had nothing to do with with Messi and Co. They weren't even there yet. He played all the academy young kids. I think he, I think six academy graduates came on and played in that game. I don't remember if it was DC or if it was the Columbus game at home, I can't. I think it was Columbus. Columbus. I think that was the game before, right before Leagues Cup, it, right? It might yeah. have been no, it might have. It was St. Louis. It was St. Louis away. That's what it was. It was July fifteenth, St. Right, Louis away. Right. That's what it was. That was Tata Martino's first game. They lost that game, but then six days later on Friday night, July twenty first, is when Messi debuts, and that's where they've gone on this streak of not only six wins and six, but. 21 goals in six games and nine of those are by way of Lionel Messi, not even accounting for the assists that he's had early on as well. He's probably in route to becoming Inter Miami's top goal scorer. If not by the end of the year, by the beginning of 2024, I think Gonzalo Higuain holds that with 27. If I'm not mistaken, he's actually tied with Joseph Martinez with nine 
Campana is up there as well. I think with like 16 or 17, it's not going to take Lionel Messi a lot of time to cement himself as a quote unquote inter Miami. Great. I think he did that as soon as he stepped in the field, but in terms of statistics, it won't take him very long either. It helps that it's a younger club, but this is just what you come to expect with a player of that quality uh, coming to a team that has not been that successful over the last uh, four seasons. They've not, advanced in MLS playoffs. They've never won a game in MLS playoffs. They've never had a top five finish in the Eastern conference. They've never made it to the quarterfinal of a U.S. open cup. And now you look at a team that is in the semifinal of a U.S. open cup and is now in the final of a brand new competition, the league's cup and has finally qualified for the CONCACAF champions cup. Mikhail has come on here and told me that's 29 for people. So 20 goals away for Lionel Messi he scored nine in six by that rate in seven more games. Lionel Messi has the goal scoring record. If he keeps this up, that's insane. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I uh, mean, how many games does he theoretically have left this season? So he's got 12 in the league two yep. us open cup, possibly plus one final. So you're talking about 15 games left to, yeah, he could possibly have a lot of goals. By somebody, the end, so somebody so. can go ahead and do the math on that. That, um, at this rate, he is. Uh, what is he like? One maybe averaging one and a half goals. Like uh, if, if we do be, the numbers, maybe right. Yeah, something like that. yeah. It'd be one. Yeah, something like that. So, so I think with 15 games left, you can go ahead. You're talking about almost, like 22, 23 more goals at this rate by the by the end of the season. Like more 22 more goals. So to add yeah, on yeah. to nine already. Yeah, yeah. Finish with over 30 goals, which would break if the, he keeps up this pace, which I I, I wouldn't doubt. But yeah. I would Can even you say with, with the, the craziest thing is, is that with this pace and everything, I mean, he's done spectacular things and scored spectacular. But like, like I said earlier, especially these last two games, he hasn't had to do everything. So hopefully no. it means a lot of, you know, longevity and consistency um, to be able to to kind of keep smashing these records and keep this performance at such a high level. Yeah. Um, somebody says that he. Uh, I think it's Mikhail says that he will not play all of the matches due to Argentina. So that could be true. I'm not sure what those uh, dates fall on. It's the 7th and the 12th of September. So I think that the Atlanta game on the 15th is in jeopardy. And the game, I don't, it's not, I can't remember. The Atlanta was the only one I know off the top of my head. Uh, The the game on the 9th at home against Sporting Kansas City. So I, I think he'll be in Argentina camp then. Unfortunately for us, Gian, that game, I think it's September 7th, is uh, against Ecuador uh, to open up yes. the Sun Bowl yes. qualifiers. It's one of the few times over the next uh, couple of years that I'll be rooting against Messi. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm Team Messi uh, when it comes to Ecuador playing in Argentina because we actually play in Argentina. Um, I unfortunately will be rooting against Messi. but and uh... Messi might be playing against, you know, two inter miami names with that ecuadorian side with dixon arroyo and leonardo campana if yeah i don't know how much dixon has played with the ecuadorian national team but given the the stage that he's on now and the performances he's putting on it's hard not for the ecuadorian federation to give him the attention that he absolutely deserves and possibly a call up to those qualifying games we'll see how that goes and and cover all the international cops when we when we get to it um ashley headed out Thank you so much for joining us. We still have 353 people in the live, but everybody thank Ashley for her contributions here and make sure you check her out on Twitter and on the English side of Messi and Co podcast. Ashley, thank you very much. Thank you, Ashley. Viva Inter Miami. Indeed, indeed. Man, Gian, this is 
This is I'm, I have got this game on in the corner. I'm all over the place. It's been end to end. Um, I yeah, Monterrey. If I'm, from what I've seen, I'm trying to you know obviously we're, we're on the pod. I'm trying to sneak right. a look every now and then over to the game, but I, I it feels like Monterrey is has possession of the ball. Um, they're doing a good job of keeping possession of the ball. Right, but Nashville so. has been quick to to counter and, yeah. and press the goalkeeper, which is one of their strengths. Um, I, I think that Nashville is it would be a tough opponent. They've scraped by, and I seriously mean they've scraped by in this competition, um, beating Cincinnati on penalties and winning their last match on penalties as well. When it looked against Club America, it looked like they had lost on penalties. I yeah. don't know if you watched this game, but I, I was watching from my bed on my phone club america win on penalties i watched it happen the game was over the ref blew the whistle and i turned off my phone i started scrolling on twitter a couple minutes later and i see that nashville has won i thought somebody just made an error and then i keep <laughs> seeing nashville has won nashville has won and i was like wait excuse me wait, what turn it back on they went to var after like five minutes saw that the club america goalkeeper was was off of his line redid the penalties and Nashville ended up winning. So seriously, by the skin of their teeth, Nashville has advanced in this competition. They're a gritty, fight like fightful team with a lot of quality. They have Sam Surridge, who they just signed as a DP, coming off the bench as well. Um, and he scored in two appearances that he's come off the bench. So, um, who are you more afraid of? Who are you more afraid of, though? Like not not taking out of consideration the location of where we would be playing, just from a team perspective. Yeah. Who who are you more afraid of? I think Monterey is probably more dangerous. Um, I think that they're yeah. a, a premier Mexican side for a reason. The spending that they have compared to, you know, the teams in MLS in general is a lot higher. And, and you know, with players like Funes Mori up top and the like, I, I think that they have more dangerous weapons. Um, I do think that Nashville is one of the more balanced teams in MLS. I do believe that they have, you know, Great attackers, especially bringing in Sam Surge. They've needed a number nine for a really long time. You look at the likes of Hani Mukhtar running the 10 um, at, at times in, in a midfield with a veteran Dax McCarty. You have Walker Zimmerman at the back. Joe Willis, who's not even playing goalkeeper anymore because of the penalties in this competition. They, they deferred to their backup goalkeeper. They have really good quality MLS players. And they have since they entered to le enter the league with Inter Miami. They've always had the upper hand on Inter Miami. That first year when Miami took them on in the playoffs – uh, against or in Nashville, the three nil loss, it was an embarrassing performance. So I have a little bit of a distaste for Nashville and, and traveling there. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, I, I think it's going to be, I don't know. I'm not even going to say it's going to be tough either way because of what we just saw Miami do to Philadelphia. I, I take Philadelphia over both of the teams that I'm watching right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think Philadelphia was definitely the most dangerous of the of the three remaining teams, including yeah. the two that are playing right now. Uh, I I think that anything that we've seen in the past, especially like the results that we've had against Nashville, is really to be taken with a grain of salt, just because this is a completely different team. You know, we can kind of compare statistics and see how we did against Nashville in our previous matchups. But I mean, this team is is unlike anything any of these other teams have have faced. Uh, but between the two, I would say probably I agree with you. Monterrey is a team that's definitely more dangerous. They're a team that beat who I thought was going to be our rival before I knew we would go to the final against LAFC. Like, I did not expect them to win. 
And the fact that they were able to attack so much, get so many shots, not only just shots in general, but actually shots on goal. I think out of the 18, or did they have 20 shots? I think it might have been. It was close to 20, if not 20. Yeah, yeah. but they, they, they had like eight, I think like eight shots on goal. So they were able to get there convincingly. And then talent-wise, they're a very talented team. Like you mentioned, those Mexican teams are able to spend so much right. more than the MLS side on on and on not talent. not all of them do, but Monterey is yeah. one of them that do, and yeah, that's why the they've top. advanced. Yeah, one of the top spenders in all of I guess North American club competition, you can say. Um, they they're up there, so they they've got the the quality players, and I think that could probably prove a tough test for Miami at home. I guess maybe the toughest test that Miami have faced at home, uh, yeah. maybe outside of Orlando, but even then. How do you not trust what Messi has done? I, I, I just think that all signs are pointing to Miami winning this competition because of the quality that we've seen. And tonight proved to be no test for Inter Miami. It was immediately on the front foot again and again. They've done it in this tournament where they've scored early, set the tone and put teams on their back heels. And I don't I don't. Nothing is pointing to that stopping. Not a single thing. So no, they know. continue to get better, which, which is right. crazy enough. Like I mean, they've had to, uh, and I, we, we, it seems like a recurring point. So we talk about this on on other pods and other lives. It's just they're very resilient, and they've been able to get through tough matches, through tough situations, going down by two goals in in some games, and still being able to claw back in, not give up where other teams might have given up, especially after things like own goals that are very demoralizing. They've been able to to be strong. And then after, you know, after those games, what are the, the last two games we've won convincingly, convincingly. And every part we're talking about, this is our toughest matchup. This is our toughest yeah. matchup. Yeah. And then we end up winning convincingly. So it's like, you know, I, I, at this point, I respect every team we play against. But from what I've seen, I do not think any team can can beat us. I'm not fearful of any team. I just yeah. know, okay, this team might be tough here and there. But I'm I'm convinced, like you said, I, I, that I, I believe we take this this cup for sure. Yeah, I, I do agree. And on that note, we're gonna wrap up here. Um, this has been an hour and seventeen minutes. You know, consistently three hundred of you guys tuned in. We really, really thank you guys and appreciate all the comments. If you're watching this post. Uh, the live show, leave your comments in the actual comment section on YouTube. We'll go ahead and get back to you there. Follow the Twitter at Messi and co. Uh, we're posting daily content there tweets all the time and also promoting the actual podcast itself that you can go ahead and find on Apple podcasts, on Spotify, on Google play, etc. wherever you get your podcasts. It's there. Thank you to our sponsors, Laqua Azuda and mosaics for sponsoring the show and everything that we do here at five reasons sports and, and, and Messi and co. Inter Miami finally reaching a final for their first time in club history after defeating Philadelphia Union away from home 4-1. Sarah, thank you as well. Make sure you stay tuned. We will have English and Spanish episodes leading up to Saturday's final, August 19th. Don't know where it'll be just yet, and I'm not going to say I'm confident that I'm staying up for the next 45 minutes to watch what happens. I might wake up to the news, um, but we'll, we'll see. Gian, anything, any last words? Uh, guys, stick around. We got plenty more content to come. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Make sure you follow our pods. And uh, we've got some really good episodes planned for you. We got a lot of cool content we're also planning on bringing to you. But more than anything, I want to appreciate, I just want to let you guys know we appreciate you watching us. We read all the comments. We're trying our best to answer them. And we just love you guys uh, being around. So thank you so much for that. 
I couldn't have said it any better myself, Gian. I might have to have you do all the outros from here on out. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, like the like the, the podcast if you can uh, hear that you're listening to right now. Subscribe to the Five Reading Sports channel, and we'll catch you guys before and on Saturday. Thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.